Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 to 21. The Bible says, For as much as you know, not hope, no, not believe, no, not pray, no, not suspect. The Bible says, for as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, next verse, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, next verse, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of a world but was manifest in these last times for you. Hallelujah. He was foreordained before the foundations of his world. He existed before the foundations of his world. But the Bible says he was manifest for you. The word there for manifest is actually phanero. Phanero is the Greek word translated as bringing to manifestation that which existed but is not seen. Consequently, what we're trying to distinguish in this generation is that one to start bringing forth things that men never thought existed, yet they did exist. The fact that certain things are not visible to the eyes of many have made many believe or think that these things do not exist. But God is raising a generation that is starting to prove these things existing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The first person identity of this testimony was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible says he was foreordained before the foundations of the world. The Bible says he was with the Father. He was in the bosom of the Father. The Bible says he existed in spirit. So when the Bible says in the beginning in Genesis that let us make man in our own image, he's saying let us, meaning that the Father was not alone. There was a son existent, that there was a spirit existent. That is a trinity line. Praise the Lord Jesus. But our Lord and Savior was not existent in the physical. The Bible says that he was the rock from which they drank. He was the cloud by day and the fire by night. He was that glory. He existed far forth. The Bible says in the book of Peter that the spirit of Christ spake by the prophets of old. Are you hearing me? Jesus could have done ministry continuously in this world without necessarily manifesting. Jesus had ministry in this world before manifestation. Are you hearing me? The Lord we're talking about, when the Bible calls a foreordained, the word there for foreordination is the very word for before anointed. He carried the anointing of the deity before the foundations of the world. He was there before he came in the body. He existed in form and spirit. That's why the scriptures use the language, he took on the form of a man. The form. He just took on a certain form. He could have taken on another form. We don't limit God to how many forms he can take on. He can take on any form. Are you hearing me? That is the kind of God that we're what? We're talking about. Now this Jesus existed before, but he was not manifest. He was not seen before. 
There are a lot of things in this world when you start to understand eternal excellences which do exist but are not seen. And because men do not see, they do not understand these things. They assume that these things do not exist. Or perhaps if they exist in a certain way, the form in which they expect the existence of those things is not what is defined by the mind of God. Hallelujah. But bless the Lord because the Bible says that the things that were invisible have now been made visible. That men are without excuse. God is not asking you to see. God has made it visible. Through his word Jesus. The Bible says that in the past he spoke by diverse manners and ways. But now he speaks by his son Jesus. Because Jesus is the first entity and truest line of the manifestation of that which was hid. But had power, had authority, had wisdom, had strength, had glory. He was a man of glory. Great is the mystery of godliness. The Bible says, for he was manifested in the flesh. He was funeral in the flesh. The Bible says he was vindicated by the spirit. The Bible says he was seen by the angels. He was preached on the world. The world believed on him. The Bible says he went up in glory. That is the greatest mystery. The greatest mystery is a God manifesting in the flesh. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know where you still think you're Patrick. I don't know where you still think you're Rogers. I don't know where you still think you're Rita. I don't know where you still think you're Nakanjaku. I don't know where you still think you're Triamreba. No, the Bible says that this is love made perfect. That we might have confidence on that day. For as he is, so are we in this world. It's not just a matter of function. It is the entity nature. As he is, so are we in this world. How is he? He is the kind that can manifest in the body and disappear out of the body. That kind cannot be given a mathematical equation to go through a wall. It doesn't need that way. Why? Because it exists celestial miraculous and terrestrial miraculous. When they're in the room and they're locked up, the Bible says he appeared amidst them. And then he said, peace be unto you. He didn't open a door. No, he was a terrestrial miraculous and celestial miraculous. And as he is, and you suffer in your life. You worry about witchcraft. You worry about what they are going to do to you. You worry what your doctor said. You worry what your manager said. You worry what your landlord is saying. Come on. Your nature needs the understanding of both worlds to fight you. And when it gets in your world. The Bible says bless the Lord. For we have an unction from on high. We know all things. The one who fights you doesn't know what you know. This thing is bigger than La Bonita. It is bigger than where you came from. It is bigger than your bedroom. It is bigger than your bag. It is bigger than your job. It is Christ seeking manifestation. He existed. The psalm said in 1 John chapter 4 verse 9. He says in this was manifested. The love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. That was manifestation. He wondered how could they live without this guy. And when he sent the guy, he didn't just send them to learn how to live. He sent him that they might live through him. This thing you're seeing is not the reality. Your real life, the Bible says, is hid in Christ. And Christ in God. Who is a man? And who is a Christian? 
Christians are not men. They are supermen. His simplest line of love to manifest. That means there was a line where he had a certain love that he couldn't show. Like a man would love a woman, but he doesn't know how to show her he loves her. And God says, okay, how can I? Let me send my only begotten son to him or her. And after he sent his only begotten son to you, the Bible says it was very simple, that you might live through him, not that they might bewitch you. That you might live through him, not that you might lose your job. That you might live through him, not that you might lose your husband. That you might live through him, not that you might get cancer. That you might live through him. Now, you're the entity living through Christ. Through Christ. The Bible says, I'm dead, but yet I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live is by the faith of the Son of God who freely gave himself for me. You're dead. You're no longer you. The real you died long ago. It was buried in the old nature. The thing on you now. Oh, 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 oh. the thing on you now. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to arrest some things in your minds to believe me. I'm trying to awaken your spirit to who you are. Hallelujah. Now let's go deep. The first distinctions of manifestation are in the consciences of any entity. God has created the grace for everything existent to have conscience. Now, people think that the only thing that has conscience is human beings. No. Jesus would not have answered that fig tree if he didn't believe it had conscience. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, and looking to the tree, he answered it and said, no man shall eat of thee. From today thou art cast. And the Bible says, because it had conscience. (laughs) The next day, the Bible says, while they passed, Peter saw and said, hey, master, look at the tree you cast. It has withered. The biggest delusion that the body of Christ has carried is the thought that only living things have conscience. Even the things that are not living have conscience. When the Bible says money answereth, why should it answer if it doesn't have a conscience of response to who is calling? Come on, somebody help me. The Bible says money answereth to all things. Oh, 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 all things. Anything can have money. And you're poor. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Anything can have money. <laughs> Anything. He didn't say money answereth to all people. He said money answereth to all things. Anything can have money. The biggest lines of deposits in the world are in gold and silver and diamond. So that's diamond having money. Oh, do you understand where I'm coming from? Even the things that are not living have conscience. Your shoe has a conscience. Your bag has a conscience. This conscience of who you are. It has a certain thought pattern about who you are. When a man's mind starts to realign to this knowledge, everything of yours responds in the right place it should be before you even speak to it. Your bag just can't slide and fall in mud. Why? Because it has a conscience of who it ministers to. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Your mobile phone just can't fall in water. How? It has a conscience to who it ministers to. It is a minister to the air of salvation. If the angelics respond to you, how much more your head that is why when the demon of death is on Lazarus he doesn't waste himself articulating words 
He just goes to the tomb and says, I thank you, Father. Because the relationship with the Father bears enough line of conscience to place a line of communion that has testimony deeper than what you have seen or evidenced. In fact, he says, I was not even meant to speak. He says, but this I speak that they might believe. He had a certain conscience that could communicate to the Father without necessarily speaking words. Why? Because the two were... Uh, they commanded each other's consciences. When he's feeding 5,000 men, the Bible says, he raised the baskets. And he said, Father, I thank you. The Bible says, when he gave thanks, he fed 5,000 men. Thank you for what? There was a conscience established so distinctively that by the time he says, Father, I thank you, oh, there was already a certain language that had already finished the bigger conversation. When he gets to a little girl sleeping, he doesn't need to make a certain line of Jesus, I thank you, because this girl is sleeping. You see, you told us that you shall lay hands on the sick. God, you are the one who said, no, no, no. He just came to this little girl and said, little girl, wake up. Simple. In that kind of glory, the demoniacs have no place of fighting because they are aligned to the judgments by which men communicate. Listen, I'm teaching you to pray. I'm teaching you to pray. I don't know I'm making some sense. How can he just get to a little girl dead? You see, and then for you, they call you for a dead person and then you start casting out, casting out, casting out. Which conscience is responding to the other? Oh, if indeed you're speaking to the conscience of the dead girl, where is the conscience of the God? Where is the conscience of the God you communicated to? The Bible says that the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man, oh, is the Lord from above. You are begotten after the nature of a man from above. You're not begotten after a nature of a man on the earthly. Beggarly elements and the very spirit are not your entity. Why? Because this is a life. This is a life in Christ. This is a life in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why I realized one thing. And this is a secret. The beginning of manifestations is not in what men first see visible. The beginning of manifestations is when you manifest yourself to men's consciences. When Elizabeth and Mary meet, these were just two spirits in the unity of conscience. And the thing in Mary, boy, and the thing in Elizabeth, they didn't have a GPRS system. They didn't have WhatsApp walls. Are you hearing me? But there was something on these things. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. But even at the end of the day, it's more than just kicking. The guy is saying, what's up? I'm sensing some vibes that are like me. Do you understand? I'm sensing some things that just are like me. They can't be minus me. When John is in the mother's womb, he doesn't have enough mind to respond to Jesus in the other one because they are still fetus. But there's something of the spirit that commands conscience. There's something of the spirit that commands conscience. And because it commands conscience, the kicking has to happen. And that is the first mark that John the Baptist had a ministration to Jesus Christ. Jesus first commended himself in the womb. 
Remember when the mother of John the Baptist was being spoken to. They told her that he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit in your womb. Are you listening to me? He shall be filled with the Holy Spirit from his womb. That means from the womb of this woman. Huh? John the Baptist carried and that's all you need. What do you need for the connections of the conscience? The spirit. The spirit. The spirit. When he says that he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit from his womb. This is the mother connecting. So she grows up knowing she has something inside that does the Holy Ghost. Jesus is obvious. <laughs> He's not of a seed of a natural man. He's after a seed of the spirit. So God gives you an example of two things with the spirit inside the womb. Commending each other. That when he sees Jesus from afar, he knows. He didn't even need to identify. The vibes began when they were still in the womb. When they did not even have human understanding yet. You understand? When their minds were not profiting, there was still a commendation in the spirit. And that's the essence of truth. Truth is for the commendation toward the things that we ought to turn for the sake of the gospel. Hallelujah. Your job has a spiritual entity. Your dream, even if you dream to be an engineer, there's a spiritual engineering. There is something that only the spirit can reveal to an engineer. They can read books, are you hearing me? But there is an end, the Bible says, of all books and reading. In all readings, the Bible says there is an end. But the Bible says in the book of Psalms, that I've seen an end of all perfection. But the word of God is broader than any perfection. You carry the entity that can give you something an engineer cannot think to invent. And you're still living on Abbott. No, this is bigger than any engineer. I don't know what I'm telling you. Are you hearing me? Don't just play piano. Make one. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Don't just drive a car. Create one in the name of Jesus. Don't just do business. Show them how to do the best business. In them. Why? Because you're commending to consciences. Both of the living and the unliving. But the person I'm preaching to is believing God for 10,000. To make hair. To make hair. They've been fed with all these kinds of doctrines of how much possessed they are by all kinds of demons. You're so possessed in your head to even have a clear conscience before God. That's why the first lines of appointment for any minister are, should behold the doctrine of Christ in a pure conscience. But today, even a man who can define conscience is also a minister. He's also a minister. Hallelujah. Luke speaks of having firstly understood the things that were most surely revealed and taught and manifested by Jesus. And after having had a perfect understanding, he writes to dear Theophilus. But when a generation that doesn't seek to first understand before they minister, they are too quick to pray, they are too quick to preach, they are too quick to evangelize, they are too quick to sing, they are too quick to everything. They are rushing without the understanding. And for such as things that they are doing, don't carry establishment. They carry flames of excitement. But that is changing. Praise the Lord, that is changing. Why? Because God is raising a generation that understands and is seeking after understanding. That's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, my son, with all I am getting, get understanding. In fact, the Hebrew word for understanding is perceiving by the ears. 
You know, many people know only how to see by the eyes. They don't know how to perceive by the ears. They don't know how to see by the ears. They only know how to see by the eyes. You see, when we're talking about seeing by the ears, I'm beginning at a place where eye has already not seen. Ear has not heard, has not entered the hearts of men, which the Lord has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed it unto us by his Holy Ghost. And then he throws in your ear what is impossible. When Paul is in that dimension, he says, I had things which were not lawful to utter by human speech. No human language could define what Paul was hearing. But what he was hearing was in turn creating perception. Was in turn creating perception. And at the end of the day, this man's ministry is just deeper than preaching the gospel. He ran the race. He kept the course. He got to a place where he advanced past just the line of knowing God to the fullness of God. To a place where he can say, my cup runneth over. He didn't say, I've grown old with diabetes. He says, no, my cup runneth over. And at the place of ascension, Paul is not going as the star. He's going as one now poured out like an offering. And the ministration of Paul to the church was no longer the gift of a man to the church. It was the pouring out of a spirit on men. And that is why when he's arrested, he speaks of the supply of the spirit of Christ. He doesn't speak of preaching a deep sermon. He speaks of the supply of the spirit of Christ. So at the end of his life, he's just a cup being offered. He's poured out. Are you hearing me? When you pour it out, you see Paul Christ. And that's why in his commendations and epistles, he says, whether Paul or Apollos, whether things present or things to come, all things are yours and your Christ. He got past the place where he was Paul, the entity belonging to men, but Paul, the message belonging to men. Paul became an epistle men could read and know. That's why it was a little trouble for him to be disturbed by men who are preaching circumcision. For he says, for in me I bear the scars of Jesus in my body, not on, but in my body. He wasn't defining only terrestrial experience of scars. He was speaking of a terrestrial as well. But there was a deeper line of this man's life just being poured out. Why? Because the end of every Christian must be God. Not successful musician, God. Must be not a successful engineer, God. The end of every minister is God. And that's the essence of truth. Titus chapter 1 verse 1. Let's read there. He says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Verse 2. In hope of eternal life. You get what I'm trying to tell you? He's speaking a truth that at the end of the day, his end shall be eternal life. And what is eternal life? To know the only true God and his only son, Jesus Christ. He says, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, promised before the world began. And, verse 3, but has in due times narrowed his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment, not, but, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul was no longer a man speaking and preaching out of indulgences by being pushed. It was commandment laid upon him. Why? Because this life that he lived was not his anymore. It was the line of a planned affair and life. Hallelujah. And when he's speaking now, it's just like a command upon his spirit. 
to pour out simply eternal life, to give eternal life to men. And that's his ministry. Eternal life, the way. Listen, your ministry is not to pray every Thursday. Your ministry is to give eternal life to men. Are you hearing me? Your ministry is to give eternal lives to bodies. Your ministry is to give eternal lives at your workplace. Eternal life. You have a certain thing inside. You see, some of you have lived a certain life where you have been rated by men for so long. For so long. That everything about you is what men think you are. But look at a commandment set in a man's life to say, necessity is laid upon me. Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. Why? Because the commandment was simple. When you're begotten of this seed, you start to release eternal life. You start to release eternal life. You start to release eternal life. That the healing shall not be through a man of God. The healing shall be through you at your workplace. When your branch manager passes out, you don't even need to call a special man of God. And that is why we're going to be fought a little bit. Why? Because we are liberating men to starting to do the things certain men thought they could only do. Now you're going to get to your workplace and do miracles. You're going to get on campus and make the lame walk. You're going to walk Kampala Road and open blind eyes. Open the deaf ears. Raise the dead. Get cancerous tumors out of the lives of men. And yes, you simple woman who they thought was nothing. That's what this gospel does. Listen. These people represent something. The Bible says that they shall come when men shall move from east to west to the north and they shall hunger and thirst not for bread and water but for the word. But you realize in the scriptures they don't go to the south? Come on. Do you know that in the scriptures they don't go to the south? Why? Because the south was Jerusalem where the church was. Men are not looking for answers from the church. Not because they don't want answers from the church, but the churches are not giving answers. Many churches are not giving answers, I'm telling you, brethren. You see Christians in church, but they are tired of walking a certain life that they don't have answers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's about time men swung back to the south. To the church. God is not calling us out of the church to fight her. He's calling us out of the church to heal her. There's a lot of forms called church. They are no longer church. Today what you see in the body of Christ is fighting, contention, strife, envy, small little fights between little boys and little girls. You know, you understand? A certain line of starkness of ministers. Listen, this generation is tired. I don't know whether you understand where I'm coming from. It doesn't matter who said, who did what, whatever. That's their business. It's not our business. Our business is very simple. To change men and put eternal life in their spirits. In their spirits. Hallelujah. But how then men do not understand even up to this day. That it was with their consciences. Because that's where truth is arrayed. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11. The Bible says, knowing therefore that the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. You see that? The primary place of manifestation is not when you make a lame man walk. The primary place of manifestation is when you are manifest in the consciences of men. Are you hearing me? That's the essence of truth. If what is coming out of your spirit can't commend another man's mind, you're not preaching. 2 Corinthians 4.2 But 
we have renounced the what? The hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in, craftiness, no handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation, fanoring of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Our primary ministry is commending ourselves to the consciences of men. That when we start to speak, because the conscience is the place that he has God. When we start to speak, men hear God. That's why the Bible says that if a man should speak, let him speak as the oracle of God. The first dimension of ministration or manifestation was, is, and will always be to the consciences of men. Because when we arrest the consciences of men, it means we can also arrest the consciences of other things. Everything in this world has a conscience. The reason that's why you preach to a man and he cannot accept Jesus Christ, even though his efficiency is not of you, but is of God, which has made you able ministers of a covenant, is because you're still ministering to the man's mind. You've not yet commended yourself to that man's conscience. That's why men sing songs and sing many very wonderful songs and they have CDs stacked and they say they've had albums and are singing from the 80s and nobody remembers one song. And one man from afar sings, just as I am. Nineteenth century. But Twenty fourteen. Was Charlotte Elliot, 19th century. It was more than just words spoken. She commended herself to the consciences of men. And every generation, the Bible says, has preached this truth to their children and their children's children and their children's children's children. The Bible says he set a law in Israel and a testimony in Jacob that they might teach this to their children and their children's children and the generations to come, who God is and his power. The lines of us commending ourselves in the consciences of men is that God might through you put something in the spirit of a man that will cause them never to forget you. And not because you're seeking your own, but you seek after Christ. For we only can not do anything, Paul says, against the truth, but for the truth. That when you're long gone, even if it's a hundred years, the consciences of men shall pass on this message to your children and say that in this year and period, this woman lived and she knew God. The time has come where the generation must understand that now we're not just wanting to fill a hole. We want to write history. You might not be on the pulpit, but trust me, you will do it. One time I read of this guy, he just used to sit on a piano and play and let men walk. He never used to sing. I was honored to see that old man one time hosted on a program. And he started playing the piano and as long as he played, ears were popping open. Just like that. He wasn't even singing man of God. He was just on a piano playing and men's ears were opening. 
Men's eyes were opening. The dam was speaking. Tumors were leaving. He was just singing. He commended himself to the consciences of men. Now you do not know him, but I know him and I'm speaking him to all of you. How can you die a normal life? How can you just come into this world and breathe oxygen and love God and get out of this world without any commendations to the spirits of men? This man went past even getting them saved and he goes to the principalities to the intent now that this manifold wisdom was given to me. I even preached it to the principalities of the world. Paul was known by any principality in any territory. When he's in Ephesus, he stopped fighting little men. He started fighting beasts. Why? Because when he stepped in Ephesus, he did not come to tell them about Jesus. He came to get Diana out. And he says that in Ephesus, the word so mightily grew. And they prevailed. Paul just entered Ephesus by one simple thing, the word. He didn't get a bunch of intercessors and they said, let's break the curse. Let's break the demons of our cousins, of our grandfathers. No, 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 no. Paul just entered Ephesus. That's why you should invest in putting this word inside your spirit. Why? Because the moment you get to a place, right now I'm not only preaching to you brothers and sisters. There is something I'm breaking off Kampala like Why? Because I commend to its conscience. Now, a man just can't break into your house. Why? Because it's deeper than breaking into your house. You've already commended to the demon that could break through your house by mounting on the man. So when it gets on the man, he can already identify and say, Oh, you're Teramoba. Why? Because you've already commended to the demon's conscience. You cannot die of an accident. Why? Because you've commended yourself to every road. You've commended yourself to every car. Who do men say I am? Oh, oh, no, no. Who do cars say I am? Who do shoes say I am? What do chairs say I am? Don't you understand? He says that even the little things, babes, they speak forth praises. If you refuse to worship this guy, stones will come up and say, no, for us we commend. He says even stones shall worship me. This is Jesus inside you. This is the mystery that was hid from the ages past and now revealed, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Or can I get a little bit deeper? I'm just asking God for money because I'm commended to money in its conscience. I'm past looking for a job because I'm commended to jobs in their conscience. I'm past building a ministry because I'm commended to ministries in its conscience. I'm past wanting to get married because I'm commended to my wife in her conscience. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Put your name! Put your name! I'm past pleading with men because I'm commended to them to help me. I'm past pleading with roads because I'm commended to them to respond to me. I'm past pleading with governments because I'm commended to governments to respond to me. I'm past pleading with radios because radios are commended to me. I'm past commending myself to the world because the commendations to the world is already there. I am a city. On a what? On a hill. I cannot be hid. I am the light of the world. Not Kampala. Put your name. Ephesians 5.13 He says, but all things 
that are reproved are made manifest. The place of reproving is to give understanding to how it ought, that entity, ought to commend itself toward what it ought to manifest itself to. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Why did the devil take on the shape of a serpent? Why did he? Why did he just speak in open air? Because there's no commendation of a spirit to another entity without a body. The Bible says every seed is given its own body. You're just a seed with a body. You're not Rogers. You're not Rita. You're a seed with a body. You're a seed with a body. Do you understand where I'm coming from? You're a seed with a body. Look at the meditations of this man. Sometimes he just gets bored and he remembers his nature. And he says, why don't I walk on water? (laughs) If thou art Lord, (laughs) bid me come. And at that word, he says, come. And that word, come, creates cement. So Peter did not walk on water. He walked on this guy's word. He says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word. By the word of God. So that the things which are seen, are you hearing? Were not made by things which do appear. Do you realize he's saying things which do appear? There is a present continuous tense. They are not brought about by things which do appear. They are things that are just continuously appearing. They are not there, but they are somewhere. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Do you understand? So he's saying that the word of God, the things which you see, they are not made by things which do appear. He's also saying even the things which do appear also just come and appear. The entity backstage and disclaimed thing is the word. So God is saying, listen, we are going past making lame men walk. That has already appeared. We are going past opening blind eyes. That has already appeared. We are going past feeling La Bonita. That has already appeared. We are going past driving a Benz. That has already appeared. We are going past healing a broken leg and raising a dead man. That has already appeared. I has not seen. Listen, and I say this as a man of God. God is about to do something in you. That men will say you're lying. Listen. I pray to God in the name of Jesus. That men start to call what you do lies. Not because they are lies. But because they are exceedingly. Abundantly. Above. That which you hope. Or expected. According to the working power. According to the working dynamis. That worketh in you. Malabi Kubo had 50,000 men around Queensway. That is already manifest. I'm not talking of that. If Benny Hinn saved millions on crusades, I'm speaking to some evangelist here. Holy Ghost. Listen. That has already manifested. Bill Gates has made a trillion dollars. That has already manifested. I'm talking of what eye has not seen. What ear has not heard. I'm not talking of a promotion that you're coming out into another man's job. I'm not talking of something a certain man quits for you to enter. I'm talking of what eye has not seen. What ear has not heard. What has not entered the hearts. 
face of men that if you start to tell someone they'll first want to imagine it and their imagination will be cut short not because they don't want to imagine but it is too big for a human mind to contain in the name of Jesus your ministry will be bigger than any man's mind to contain your talent will be bigger than any man's mind to contain your job will be bigger than any man's mind to contain the anointing upon your life will be bigger than any man's mind to contain the wisdom upon your life will be bigger than any man's mind to contain the ministration coming out of your mouth the ministration coming out of your ears and eyes will be too big for any man's mind you know he asked a man of the soul jeremiah what do you see and the man of the soul said i see a sycamore tree now you man of the spirit what do you see do you see sycamore trees you see what i has not i feel the holy ghost you're hearing what men have not heard. That's why some of you are confused. You're not confused the wrong way. You're starting to hear something you never heard on a pulpit. You're starting to see something you never saw on TV. You're starting to imagine things that you never heard on radio. You're starting to but something you never read in the newspapers. Uganda has become small for you now. Kampala has become small for you now. America is too small. The islands are too small. You need another planet to fulfill your vision. For the things that were done by Christ, if they were to be written. The Bible says they would have filled the earth. But it says and these things that I have done, you shall do more because I go to the Father. What is inside you? Earth becomes small. Listen. If your eye has seen this thing and it has seen a million people, it has seen two million people by reason of this anointing. Men are going to produce like rabbits in Molago to fulfill your vision. In the name of Jesus. Don't worry. They'll produce. So that means certain men are going to be alive. Because of you. There's a woman who's going to wait to produce. Because her son must play your piano. You don't understand what I'm trying to tell you. There is a marriage right now that was breaking. But it's not going to break. Because their daughter is supposed to sing in your choir. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 13. He says. But all things that are reproved are made manifest. By the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. The only thing in this world that can make manifest is you. There is nothing on planet earth that can manifest anything hidden except you. He says whatsoever does make manifest is light. And the Bible says you are the light of the world. The only thing that can manifest anything on planet earth is you seated there. But you are going to manifest what is reproved. And what is reproved come after you being approved. 
teach that in the world that you may be approved the work that accurately divides the word of truth. This word will be the aid to the engineer. It will be the surgery guide to the surgeon. It will be the influence to the politician. It will be the substance to the minister. It will be the operation money to the banker. It will be the aviation guide to the pilot. This thing. Now, we're living in a generation where the world has predicted us for so long that we can't be predicted again. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. That day when we entered cancer ward and a child died. We saw a child die. And there is nothing the doctors could do. I took her with her sister and I said to show them people die. And people were crying. And the person on the next bed is waiting to die. And they're dying every day. And we found her dear sister. And the cancer had advanced. And they said she's no more. We entered cancer ward and everyone was smelling of death. I entered that room and we laid hands on them. I told this woman, I don't know about anyone in this room. But you're coming out. Listen, this was not because I prayed. No, this was because when I touched her, I am conscious that I'm commended to cancer in its conscience. Are you hearing me? So the other day, what did the doctor say when they tested her? No cancer. No cancer. No cancer. No cancer. This is beyond we pray. In fact, that is the thing that is going to depopulate Mulago. That is the thing that is going to get lemon off begging Ginger Road. That is the thing that is going to get HIV out of your mother. That is the thing that is going to get a clot out of your cousin. That is the thing that is going to open your uncle's blind eye. That is the thing that is going to shake Uganda in the name of Jesus Christ. It is deeper than you have ever imagined. It's a life. The difference is it's going to work in many. The past line was special men of God. This one I commend you in the name of Jesus. By the word of God. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. One day a sick man with many millions of dollars will come to you. Because at that time his dollars won't help. And I swear upon God you're going to lay hands on that guy. And he will give you everything he can't keep to get what he cannot lose. You own this world in the name of Jesus. You own this universe in the name of Jesus. You own this generation in the name of Jesus. I speak upon your life right now in the name of Jesus. That your spirit, your spirit is commended to the conscience of the things living and dead. In the name of Jesus. It's working in me. In the name of Jesus. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Thenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 41 466 
1-800-242-4291 or email us at funerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest. Thank you.